Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Super Tuesday is just over a week away. March 3rd. It's the closest thing to a national primary we have in this country. There have been a few smaller contests. You know about Iowa and how that went. You know about New Hampshire and how that went. You know now about Nevada, how that went. Uh, Later this week, we'll have South Carolina. And then Utah, along with a number of other states, totaling 1,357 delegates will be up for grabs on Super Tuesday. 155 have been handed out so far. 39 of them to Bernie Sanders. 25 to Mayor Pete Buttigieg. 13 to Joe Biden. 8 to Elizabeth Warren. And just behind uh, Senator Warren is Senator Amy Klobuchar with 7. Right now, it looks like Sanders' race to lose. A number of other candidates, obviously, uh, still in the mix with their own arguments as to why uh, they are still the best situated to become the Democratic nominee for president. Uh, one of those candidates who's spent a lot of money to make sure his message is shared far and wide. You've seen it, uh, I'm sure, on your social media, on your TV, uh, here on these radio waves. Uh, is Michael Bloomberg. He spent over $400 million to get his message out, $200 million in January alone. Next Tuesday is a huge deal. All the more interesting to us Utahns because we'll be participating for the first time alongside uh, big giant states like California and Texas, uh, Maine, Minnesota, North Carolina, Virginia, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Colorado, Tennessee. Also, American Samoa. Interestingly enough, we'll be participating uh, in Super Tuesday. I almost told, uh, I almost had an American Samoa conversation with Tulsi Gabbard the other day. Time ran out on us, but uh, as she and I uh, were speaking during the time she made available to, to you and I here on the program, it occurred to me that she uh, was born in American Samoa. Uh, now, you and I have talked about American Samoa here on this program not too long ago. Judge Waddups uh, ruled and then stayed that ruling uh, that American Samoans were, in fact, uh, U.S. citizens, or at least their passport should reflect uh, as such. And so there was this uh, kind of interesting question surrounding Tulsi Gabbard, having been born in American Samoa, if she was, uh, in fact, qualified to uh, run for president. That's a tangent. Don't get caught up on that. She, of course, according to everyone uh, in authority, says, yeah, she's just fine. Uh, but it was an interesting conversation I was looking forward to have. Too bad we missed out uh, on that one. Looking forward, and, and you know what, too? Uh, Tulsi Gabbard, 
There is uh, precious little time, uh, precious little uh, resources here on these airwaves uh, and in your lives to be dwelling on a, a candidate in her position. Uh, she is polling right now between 1% and 2%. And if you want to focus what uh, on what counts, we need to look at the folks that actually have a shot. Uh, no offense to Miss Gabbard. Good luck to her as she continues to hold her hand out asking for donations across this country, but she's not going to be the president. Uh, that is unless some kind of circumstance uh, arises and she finds herself uh, vice president and another set of circumstances plays out. Right now we're going to focus on those who look like they have a shot. Uh, Senator uh, Bernie Sanders spoke at a rally in Texas uh, over the weekend, of course, uh, Texas being uh, one of those states to participate on March 3rd, Super Tuesday. Together, we're not only going to win here in Texas on Super Tuesday, we're going to beat Trump in November. Senator Amy Klobuchar was also out following the Nevada caucuses. Uh, she now is setting her sights on Bernie Sanders. I had wondered if maybe she was holding back a little bit of her criticism of Senator Sanders in the debates and on the campaign trail with an eye towards potentially becoming the vice president pick for Senator Sanders. That may not be the case. I think right now we're heading into one of those decisions for our political party, and that is who do we want to have as a candidate that heads up our ticket. Now, uh, Senator Warren, she is well out on the campaign trail following the results uh, to emerge from Nevada over the weekend. She, speaking to some supporters in Denver, Colorado, set her sights on Mike Bloomberg, who I will point out is yet to appear on a ballot. He's making the argument that because he is the richest guy out there, that makes him the safest to beat Trump. Mike Bloomberg, he is playing an interesting game. You know that he didn't spend much time in Iowa. He wasn't even really part of the conversation in Iowa. New Hampshire absent over the weekend in Nevada. Uh, nope. And then come South Carolina, uh, folks won't be really weighing in on uh, Mike Bloomberg as, uh, either. He has set his sights and poured his resources into what will happen on March 3rd. It'll be the first time he'll be on due to this strategy of skipping those early states. He does have momentum. And some of the polls in these states show that his gambit it may be paying off. Uh, he's not doing too poorly in those polls in some of these uh, Super Tuesday states. But that rise uh, is coming with increased scrutiny. You heard a glimpse of that, or we got a glimpse of it uh, during the debate in Nevada of just last week. Uh, there was the challenge laid down by Elizabeth Warren for him to release a number of women from non-disclosure agreements into which they had entered. Uh, the former mayor of New York City pointing out that, listen, uh, everyone who has signed these agreements has done so on their own will and accord, and they are legally binding documents. He then recently, uh, not too long after that debate, let it be known that he was okay with releasing a few of those women from 
the non-disclosure agreements. My question at that moment, when that, as soon as that came up in the debate, my question was, is this issue one that is going to linger? Uh, and by that, do I mean that it will become something akin to, uh, say, Donald Trump demanding the birth certificate of Barack Obama uh, or some of the other comments that the president has made? President Trump grab him by the uh, whatever and such like that. I wondered, is this NDA issue going to be one that lingers for Mike Bloomberg? It looks like maybe not. If you look around uh, and poll the other candidates kind of comb through the comments they're making to supporters. It's really only Elizabeth Warren uh, who is doubling down on this issue. You heard her uh, just the day after the debate out there in Nevada. She had a, 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 what do you call them, a town hall scheduled with uh, CNN. And as she walked out onto the stage, she said to the moderator, hey, stop, you know, before... Before we uh, get this going, I would like to present a, a document that I have prepared. And she, in the document, essentially, she making reference to her earlier days teaching contract law, uh, had Elizabeth Warren written this herself, a, a document that Mike Bloomberg could sign, which would release uh, all of the individuals uh, into which... Mike Bloomberg had entered into these non-disclosure agreements. It would release them and make anything they said uh, fair and legal. She's the only one. I've heard no one else uh, weigh in on that issue. The big question, of course, is will Joe Biden or Elizabeth Warren survive next Super Tuesday? Over the course of the next few days, we are going to examine in much greater detail the viability of each one of these candidates. We're going to look at different angles, and it's all going to be part of our extensive coverage here on this program of the lead-up to Super Tuesday. It's an incredibly important event in American politics and presidential politics. It will steer not only, uh, or has the potential, rather, to steer not only the trajectory of this nation, uh, but the way America is situated, this could have worldwide impact. So it is all the more important uh, to pay close, close attention to the results uh, and the lead up to Super Tuesday, of which Utah now is a part. So that will be what we will dedicate ourselves to throughout the remainder of this week and the remainder of this show. Uh, we have a lot of various topics coming up. In the next segment, I'm going to give you a brief update on the signature gathering efforts by those running for governor here in the state of Utah. I'll explain it all next and give you the latest details here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.